we're going to transition to a time of celebrating the Lord's Supper. And I want to think carefully about what that is. It's a perfect thing to do as we think about who Jesus is, that God communicated to us about salvation. And as we consider that, let's consider what the Lord's table is. And what I want to do this morning, I want to do something a little different. I want to kind of go into some details on the Lord's Supper. A lot of times as we celebrate the Lord's Supper, as we think about it, um, we can just assume that everybody knows what the Lord's table is, that everybody knows how to celebrate it and how to think about it. But you know the truth is that for many of us, we haven't spent a whole lot of time studying it and learning it. And we actually may in our life have learned things that are wrong. And so one of the things I want to do this morning is I want to just talk about the Lord's table. It's going to be a little bit academic. I hope not too academic. And then we can just kind of think and celebrate the Lord's Supper. So I want to start by just talking about there are three different views on the Lord's Supper. Um, it's called, I'm going to use some big words and then we'll explain them. Transubstantiation consubstantiation, and the memorial view. Raise your hand if you've heard all three of those before. Okay, good. Only a few eggheads in here. No. <laughs> Bunch of normal people. What? Transubstantiation, consubstantiation. So basically, the, the view of transubstantiation, that's a, that's a common view. A lot of people hold to it. Transubstantiation is the view that when we celebrate the Lord's Supper, that when we pray over the, Lord, the elements of the Lord's Supper, that they actually become the body and blood of Jesus. And part of that belief, there's two things revolved around that. One is that because it's the body and blood of Jesus, that Jesus is re-sacrificed every Sunday, every time the Mass is celebrated, that Jesus is re-sacrificed that because it's the body and blood of Jesus, that when you eat it, it takes away your sin. It's actually the bread and the, blood, the, the, bread and the cup that remove your sin. And that's a, that's a bad view. That's a wrong view um, that Jesus is re-sacrificed, that because of that, our sins are taken away because we eat it, which, by the way, is why some people think you have to go to church to get that, because if you don't, you're going to hell. Now, when you think about idolatry, um, idolatry is taking something and taking the attention from God and putting it on something else. Israel constantly did that. You know that's why in the Old Testament they weren't allowed to make graven images? Because even in their graven images, they would be worshiping God, but then they would worship God through this image, and that image would take the attention from God. There are many people that celebrate the Lord's Supper, and in it, they turn it into an idol, where instead of trusting Jesus, they trust an element. And uh, Israel did that with the ark. Israel did that with all kinds of things. They, they were constantly worshiping items. Um, there are people who do that with the Bible. They feel like the Bible is holy, and it's like if they're scared, they bring a Bible with them into the room, like it'll help them. Or if you've ever watched a Dracula movie, people that run around with a cross, and they think, oh man, this cross will scare off... Uh, you know, vampires. When we start to trust an object instead of what that object represents, that's idolatry. So that's transubstantiation. Um, 
There's consubstantiation, which is a little different. It just says that the body of blood is in, with, and around. The word con means with. And so the reformers, when Martin Luther and when they broke away from the Roman Catholic Church, they kind of shifted a little bit. And they, this was the view that they held. And they also believed that, that actually eating the bread conveys grace in your life. It's like a spiritual vitamin that makes you stronger. And the focus, again, is on the elements. The correct view is this, that the Lord's Supper is a memorial. Everything needed for us happened on the cross. Jesus was the complete sacrifice for our sins. And so on the cross, when we celebrate the Lord's table, it's not the bread and it's not the cup in and of themselves. It's remembering what they represent. It's remembering what Jesus did. It's focusing on what Jesus did. And that's not to say that it is not spiritually significant. So let's look at, we're going to read 1 Corinthians eleven twenty-three through 31. And as we read this, I want us to just think about the fact that God gave Jesus. And as, as we celebrate the Lord's Supper, we are thinking, we are focusing, we are remembering what Jesus did. Look at 1 Corinthians eleven twenty. 20. It says, when you come together, is it not the Lord's Supper? Now, I've bolded some things so you'll know where we get some of our terms. We call this the Lord's Supper. That's where we get that. It's not the Lord's, is it not the Lord's Supper that you eat? Verse 23, for I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, that's the Greek word for Eucharist. It's, it's, why, it's where, why it's termed Eucharist. He broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Remember all the times that Jesus said things, like he said, destroy this temple and in three days I'll rebuild it. He was talking about his body, but they're like, how could you rebuild the temple. Jesus always said things in a way to get people's attention and sometimes even to hide the meaning of what he was saying. You remember the woman at the well? He says, I'm the living water and, and whoever comes to me and drinks the water I give will never thirst again. And what did she say? Oh, are you saying that give me this water? I'm tired of like drawing water out of a well. Like she missed the point. And again, here people miss the point. But do this in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, saying, This is the cup of the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And here's the significance of this. For as often as you eat the bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner shall be guilty concerning the body and the blood of the Lord. Let a person examine himself then, and so eat the bread and drink the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body eats and drinks judgment upon himself. That is why many of you are weak and ill, and some have died. But if we judge ourselves truly, we would not be judged. When we come to the Lord's table, we remember that our standing before God is based on the work of Christ. And to, 
partaking the Lord's Supper in an unworthy way means you're not evaluating your life. You're not thinking through, have I repented? Am I confessing sin? It's not, am I without sin? But am I willing to turn from sin? And so the Lord's table is for people who are believers. So you should be a Christian before you celebrate the Lord's Supper. For many, um, they have rules that they say you can't take the Lord's Supper unless you're baptized. Why? Because people who get baptized become Christian. If you're a Christian, you get baptized. And so that's a symbol that you can take the Lord's Supper because you're a believer. We don't make baptism a rule because if you're a believer, then you can celebrate the Lord's Supper, whether or not, if, whether or not you've been baptized. You should be baptized. But anybody who knows the Lord can celebrate the Lord's table. In addition to that, are you willing to confess sin? Not are you a sinner, but are you willing to turn from sin? There are some people who, though they're a believer, they hold on to sin in their life. Maybe there's a person that they hate that they're not willing to forgive. Maybe there's some type of sin that they're involved in in their life, and they're not willing to turn away from it. Yes, this is sin. Yes, I shouldn't do this, but I'm going to be committed to it and do it anyway. Then you come to church on Sunday and you celebrate the Lord's Supper. In that situation, don't do that. That brings judgment into your life when you're holding on to sin. If you have a problem with sin, you repent, you confess, you pray before you go up and get the elements, you turn away from that sin. And so we need to take this very seriously. It's remembering who Jesus is and thinking about who he is, not just the elements. They help us to remember what Jesus has done. Let me pray for us, and then you can celebrate the Lord's table. Lord, thank you for what you've done in giving your son for us and providing a way of salvation. Lord, thank you that as we take these elements, we're not trusting religion. We're not trusting a piece of bread. We're not trusting what's in the cup. But Lord, as we eat that bread, we remember that you died, that you were punished for our sins. Lord, as we drink the cup, we remember that your blood was shed so that we could be right with you. And Lord, that represents everything that it means to be a believer, and that is that we have completely committed our life to following you. Lord, if any of us have things in our life that we've, we're struggling with, sins in our life, help us to be repentant, to be willing to turn away from those things. And Lord, we just thank you for your kindness and your grace and your provision in Christ, in your name. Amen.